Hey everybody, you're listening to the Financially Simple with Natasha podcast. I'm your host Natasha and on this podcast we'll dive into money management topics to help you make informed decisions about your financial situation. Hello, hello everybody. I hope everyone is doing well out there. Uh, You know, we're coming to a close in amazing 2023. There has been a lot that has happened this year, and this is a financial podcast, so financially speaking, there has been. You know, after the long wait on whether student loan payments would come back, a decision was finally made this year on the payments, and they started back up in October. We got the interest that started in September 1st, on September 1st, sorry, and October is when the payments started, October 1st. So, you know, I've been keeping also up to date with the Federal Reserve hiking up interest rates and to hopefully bring down inflation. So for right now, it seems they may be looking at cutting interest rates in the next couple of years, which is a good thing, you know, because this affects us all, being that initially prices were seemingly high for everyday items. And hopefully as the rates start to go down, the economy will be a bit more stimulated, allowing people to have a little extra money, which is always great, right? To flip that, on another note, we may be aware that credit card debt has continued to increase among Americans to keep up with the inflation, and the APR on credit cards is starting to hit over 22%. Um, so this is crazy to even think about because as the balance continues to go up, which can make it harder for those trying to get ahead to tackle their debt, it becomes like this you know, battle that you can't even beat, right? So with that being said, let's get into this episode. I came across a few articles stating that the average credit card debt is around $6,000. And when you think about this, you realize that this is revolving debt, the amount that's still sticking around month after month. And, you know, I'm not here to tell you to never use credit cards because some of us have them and some of the, for some of us, it works fine, right? Having credit card works fine for us, but you have to understand that how we got to where we are now, um, was, is by using the credit cards a certain type of way, right? And majority of adults have at least one credit card with that being 82% of Americans. So if you do have credit card debt, you mean, at least you know that you're not the only one out here using credit cards, especially not the only one out here using it in um, not the best way that benefits you overall, right? And the questions that arise when we talk about credit card debt are what makes someone get into credit card debt, right? We're thinking about other things that you should know beforehand about it. And if you do get into credit card debt, what should be the first line of action that people should take, Right? People get into credit card debt for a multitude of reasons, right? Some people are scouted out by these credit card companies as soon as they are freshmen in college. And we all know that, right? Because the understanding is that freshmen in college may not really understand how to use a credit card. And because a lot of us have been also ingrained to spend first and think second with these type of mindsets, we're like the perfect <laughs> the perfect guinea pig or something. And we don't even realize how these things affect us, especially when a real emergency shows up 
and we don't plan for those things. And one thing we should remember is that (laughs) the thing that will remain consistent, I should say, is unplanned emergencies, unplanned things just in general popping up. So my recommendation is that we plan for those unplanned things, right? The easiest way to induce worry and anxiety about something that shows up is by not having enough information, not planning, not feeling like you're in control of it, right? And that's because you don't have any information um, to go off of and you don't have any money to use to be able to fix the situation, right? So the many reasons people can get into credit card debt can really vary. It can be that they were approved for a large amount, which gave them a high credit card limit. So they just spent the money because it felt like free money. And they've never came into contact with such a large amount. So they don't even know how to spend it, manage it, and what to do with it. (laughs) And they spend it because, like I said, we kind of have this mentality where we spend first and think second about what we just did, right? Another reason could be that, you know, somebody's just doing fine without it. Since people say, you know, you get a credit card, it can help with your credit score, your credit score. And you say, why not? That's another reason. You notice that initially it helps because your your score may jump 50 points. Right. And then an emergency emergency comes in your life, a loss of a job medical emergency, right? No cash or debit card on hand. So the first thing you think about is, oh, I have my credit card. Let me use that. And what could potentially happen is like the bills start to add up due to the lack of money and you just start to rely on the credit card. You believe that you'll pay it back, but then things start to get out of control and you start wondering, how did you let it get this far? And if you're listening to this and you feel that way, you're not alone, right? There are many people who are where you are if you have credit card debt. But the question that you should ask yourself, right, is is if having a credit card is for you. And you have to be honest with yourself about that. Because although having a credit card can help, it can also hurt you if you don't manage your money properly. And when I say manage your money, that includes using the credit card money. Because if you spend $10 with the credit card, it's going to be $10 deducted from your account, right? You'll be paying for it. So if you're not managing the credit card properly, you're not managing your money properly. And there are, of course, people who don't feel the need, right, to get a credit card. And there's a way, of course, to go about that that I won't get into today. But for you, we've got to do something about it. And I want to give an example. And we'll then go into some terms that may be good for you to start with for on your financial journey, right? So say you just finance the car, right, that you cannot afford. And I have to, you know, stress that, that you can't afford it because we do this a lot. We get paid. It might be our first job. It might be um, we might got, have received a bump in pay, right? Like it could be anything that causes us to buy something, a big purchase that we can't afford, like a car, right? That costs $40,000 and you only make minimum wage of say $15 per hour. $15 per hour is $30,000 a year. And that's including, um, that's not including taxes being taken out, right? 
So after taxes, maybe it's somewhere around like 20 something K. But your payments for the car are, say, $700 per month, and you thought you could afford the $700 per month since it seemed doable. But later you realize you can't cover all of the costs, all of the expenses. That includes your, you know, your personal expenses. And that includes the minimum payment for the car you just financed as well. So you say to yourself, you know, I'm going to apply for a credit card and hopefully that'll help me increase my credit score, you know, and not get behind on my bills and my living expenses. And this is what a lot of people do, right? A lot of people find themselves in certain situations where they make one financial decision and it kind of changes the direction of their life financially, right? A lot of people realize that they've dug themselves in a hole and they think that they can afford something that they can't. But even bigger than that is that they don't get rid of it. They don't realize that this thing is something that I should get rid of or try to sell as soon as possible, right? I bought it today. I need to sell it tomorrow type of thing, right? They go go on, right? They go on figuring out a way to keep the thing. They say, say to themselves like, how can I stick, keep this thing with me and ride it out or, you know, figure it out as, as, as along the way? How can I figure it out along the way, right? So say you get approved for $5,000. You're all excited, right? Because what would you do if this type of system wasn't put in place when you really needed it? And for you, this is a situation where you really needed it, Right? Because you're going to get behind on your bills. You don't want that to happen. You you maybe know that this is a terrible decision that you just made. But like I said, you're writing it out. You're sticking with this. <laughs> so, but think about it. If What would you do if an emergency happened and you couldn't run to get a credit card or a loan to give you cash then and there? You know, you may have to actually work harder for it or be stuck in a limiting belief and accept defeat. As in like, there's nothing I can do. I have, I'm stuck with this car. It just, it is what it is type of thing, right? But to add layers to this, because I mean, this is how some things happen. Suppose your balance before interest and fees ends up being $5,000 and you've accrued $195 in interest with $25 in late fees right? If the bank that loaned you the credit card calculates that your minimum balance will be 2% of the balance, you're holding plus the interest and fees, but your agreement may say your minimum payment is $25. Now, besides the car, you have another obligation to pay monthly. And for some of us, those obligations force us to live paycheck to paycheck. And this is something that we're seeing amongst a lot of people at different salary levels, right? People living paycheck to paycheck. And the only way you live paycheck to paycheck is if, if you're living above your means. And the one way to live above your means is, a, is buying things or trying to afford things that you cannot afford, right? Trying to fit things into your financial system that you've created that doesn't work. But how does someone get out of this, right? 
they start by going back and they read the fine print. <laughs> and I know, I know, I know you don't want to do it. You don't want to go back and read the fine print because it may hurt your brain. You know, you may be left, left sitting there like you don't know what half of this is even telling you. It seems stupid to do so. But I, I'll tell you this, you know. If you go line by line and have the handy dandy Google ready, you you know, for you to search the meaning of the terms in the agreement, that's a start because you just have to start. Every credit card company is different and you may read certain things in the fine print that could help you figure out how the situation that you've got yourself into, how can you get out of it? And there may be some type of stipulation. There may be the way the credit card works, this particular company works and how they do things that can help you better understand what the credit card company is about. Because you didn't know what you got yourself into initially, understanding where you're at can help. You also need to understand, right, when you look at the agreement, what is it saying about the principal balance? What is it saying about the APR interest rate, right? What is it saying about the minimum payment? What is it telling you? Because these are things you need to know that's going to help you in, you, in your financial situation, right? For example, the principal balance in this example was $5,000. And the principal balance in the simplest terms is just the original amount of money you borrowed or agreed to pay back. Right. And when you look at the APR, APR stands for annual percentage rate. And, you know, in the example, the monthly APR was two percent. But when you look in your credit card account, you'll see that the APR may say like 24 percent, 22 percent, 19 percent, 10 percent, whatever it may be. And if you were to add this to example, and they'll break it down and they'll divide it by 12 and they'll give you a monthly interest rate. This is if you have a balance that rolls over, right? Now, it's just the interest rate you'll be charged if you don't pay your balance that you hold every month, okay? So it also, in the example, the minimum payment was $25. But then there's like, I mentioned $320 because that is something that you could potentially pay that includes a $25 fee in the example. So it can be the amount that they make you pay depending on the credit card company, right? Some companies may even make you pay a percentage of your, cur your current balance. It really depends. So if you're thinking about paying off your debt but don't know any debt repayment methods, here's two methods that you can try, one of them being the snowball method, the debt snowball method, the other one being the debt avalanche method. And the snowball method focuses on paying down your smallest debt balance before moving on to larger ones. And the way it works is if you have debt that varies in balance with their minimum payments, you can focus on the smallest debt balance. So say your smallest debt, say $100, and your highest or your next one is $5,000. You would start with the $100 debt first. And putting as much money as you can on top of the minute, minimum payment for the smallest debt. So once you pay off the smallest debt, you take what you paid initially as your minimum payment for the debt you paid off. 
and you add it to the next step's minimum balance so that you're moving, you're being more aggressive, right, and paying it off. So with the $100, say that's the smallest step and you're using the snowball method, right, and say the minimum payment for that $100 debt is $50, right? You're, once you'll pay $50 one month, and then the next month you pay another $50 and you'll pay the $100 off. Because your minimum balance for the $100 debt was $50, you would take that $50 and roll it over to the five, to the minimum payment on the $5,000 debt. So say the $5,000 debt had a minimum balance of $100, you would now have $150 to pay to your $5,000 debt. So now you're working with that extra $50 from the minimum payment to attack your $5,000 debt. And the snowball effect is the idea of increasing payments to the next step as you pay off the others. It's this snowball effect where the amount increases so you have more money freed up to attack the highest debt. So the other common repayment method is the avalanche method. The avalanche method focuses on paying the debt that has the highest interest rate first. And this is a debt payment, debt repayment option that I used um, to pay off my student loans. Because for me, I focused on what will save me the most money later down the line. And to me, when I learned about the avalanche method, this one made the most sense for me. This, to me, was still like a small win. So if you have one debt that has an interest rate of, say, 20.51% and another that is 14.33%, you would focus on paying off the debt that is 20.51% since it's the highest. You know, it's noted that the avalanche method does help you save money overall. Like I said, that's why I used it. But when paying the high interest debt off first and working your way down to the smallest step, that's how it's going to basically work. But finances are very personal and emotional. And so many people like the snowball method for the motivation of having small wins. So, you know, you can do a mixture of both depending on which debt you want to start with because you just can't stand the thought of having it anymore. It's really up to you, whatever works for you in your financial situation. Okay. So I'll close this episode out with two money management tips that should be action items if you're currently dealing with credit card debt. Money management tip one, figure out your numbers. (laughs) In this episode, we defined what a principal balance is and the APR and interest rate. So go through your your accounts, figure out your login information and write down your numbers. This may be something you don't want to do, but you should do it because it's going to help you stop worrying. It's going to help you get focused and become serious about wanting to get out of credit card debt. And money management tip two, take action. We went over two methods of action in this episode, the snowball and avalanche method. Once you know your numbers, your next step is to figure out which one of those payments, repayment plans, or repayment methods, I should say, you want to do. Just because you start with one method doesn't mean you have to stick with it. We all know life happens, and if you need to change your method up just a bit even, you know, to fit your situation, do it. Do just that. Stick to paying off the minimum balance on your debt per month. I'll leave you with a quote from Dave Ramsey. You must gain control over your money or the lack of it will forever control you.